This week, I offer you another of the Diamond Gym Disc programs, which are podcasts that have been edited from my broadcast radio days. Like the songs from the days of when I was a high school disc jockey, a Diamond Gym Disc is a podcast that I especially like and believe that others will find enjoyment and value in listening. So, let us step into the time machine and return to 1990. Attitudes, once again, being defined as how you choose to look at things. Expectations in being what do you expect to receive out of either a person, a place, a situation. What is it that you are expecting to receive? And then the power of defining and being defined. These are three areas that we mention frequently. And the reason we do is because here at Friendship... There is the belief that the more you can learn about yourself in these areas of attitudes, expectations, and definitions, the more you are able to write your life novel, a positive, healthy, nurturing life novel. People have said it would be helpful if you would take some time and give us an example of going through a process. And I said, okay, let's do that one Thursday. Well, here we are. It's Thursday, and it's time to give an example of how in the world this whole concept of attitudes, expectations, and definitions. Now, all of the things that happen in personal retreats uh, and so forth at Friendship tend to be confidential. So even at the opportunity to maybe use a false name or person X or something of that type, I have a tendency to prefer not to do that and just go ahead and use a personal example, something from my own background. I happen to live in an apartment here in Galveston, and this apartment has been an experience. Uh, when I first came to Galveston, I chose this apartment because it was something that was very attractive. It had an excellent location, and I really did like living there. It was just something that I thought, I think I would like being at this place at this time with these people, and the uh, floor space is great, and all the rest. Well, last October, there was a hurricane here in Galveston, and if you may remember back, you know it was Hurricane Jerry. 
And if you probably have driven around Galveston, you notice that there are still a lot of remnants of Hurricane Jerry. There are a number of shingles missing. The apartment building where I live, the shingles went, the chimneys went, and the whole bit. There was a great deal of damage to the roof. The first thing is just being aware of damage. Something that happens out of the ordinary, because hurricanes thankfully do not pass through this way every uh, week or month or so, but they do come. How? What is my attitude? What is my expectation? Well, the first, I am aware that the expectation is that living in Galveston, one takes the risk of having hurricanes. They come with the territory of living here. Now, do I focus on the fact that Galveston has hurricanes, or do I focus on the fact of the large number of days in which there are no hurricanes present in the Galveston area? I have an opportunity to focus on those hours each year when either there is the threat or the reality of a hurricane being here. That's my choice. Or I can focus on all the many hours and the many days in which there are not hurricanes in the area. When a hurricane comes and I can define what is the damage, is it something like shingles on a roof or is it maybe the whole apartment wall missing? You know, there's a difference there. Did, for example, the chimney go through my car window? That would have had a different definition of damage as versus damaging shingles and chimneys. See, I have a decision on how I wish to respond. I can look at something, I have expectations, and I can define it. And I make these choices. And I think that's always the underlying key. You and I have a chance to make these decisions. The next thing that happened was in October, the management of the apartment told me that, of course, repairs would be done next week. I know you and I have been through many, many situations where people will say things that they may or may not mean. How do you choose to respond to a a statement that repairs will be made next week? When you have heard the same statement the week before, and the week before, and the week before. So, you know, it starts in October, and then it's November, and then it's December. So how do you take your attitude? I can take the attitude that you just can't trust people. I could make a declaration. I could define and say, people just will not tell you the truth. Or, you just can't trust apartment landlords. You just can't do it. Or, they don't really care about me. They're just trying to hang on to my money. And I have the choice. <laughs> if there's anything that we may wear out here this evening, is that phrase, I have the choice. What is my expectation? Do I have expectation that management will do certain things? See, I have a belief that they should. They should make repairs. They should even make temporary repairs if necessary. But they should only tell me what they really know. I have difficulty, personally, with people who say one thing and mean another. It's just one of the things that I have decided that is important for me. When someone tells me something, then it becomes a kind of an emotional contract. I say, if you tell me A equals B equals C, then that's what, to me, it should 
See, once again, that key word, it should, because that's a value I have decided. If I hear the word repairs next week, do I get mad? Do I get angry? Do I feel frustrated? I have these choices. Now, the feelings will probably come naturally because my expectation is that when someone says they will do something and don't do it, then they have definitely been unreliable, untrustworthy, and they've let me down. That's what my feeling is. And then I have a choice as to what in the world I want to do about it. Do I take the nice rational approach and continue to be persistent? Do I tend to be assertive? Do I turn to being a nag? Do I organize rent strikes? Do I organize uh, pickets outside the apartment management? Do I take them to court? You know, what do we do when faced with a particular frustration? Whether it's this particular situation with trying to get a roof fixed or whether it is something in our normal, ordinary, everyday lives like getting a roof fixed. What choice do we have? We have many choices. There are no shortage of opportunities and no shortage of people who will give us the chance to be frustrated, who will give us the chance to be upset, who will give us the chance to be angry. Say, for example, you know a few more weeks of hearing that repairs next week are going, then the water that is coming through those missing shingles starts flowing down the stairwell. Now, I also hear water coming down at night. Somehow at 3 o'clock in the morning, around January, I wake up, and lo and behold, I hear click, tip, click, tip, click, tip. It's an unusual sound, but that sounds like the water coming through the roof. And it comes down and it hits a bucket and goes At 3 o'clock in the morning, that's probably not too neat. Okay, I'm back to once again deciding how I wish to respond. What is going to be my reaction or what is going to be my decision to react to the fact of water dripping down the stairwell and the stress of having to wake up at night? See, I can decide because I have an expectation. My expectation is that if I pay my rent... I should get an apartment that has a roof that doesn't leak. What happens whenever I get lots of, we are still working on this. We're having difficulty with the insurance adjusters. And, you know, lots of excuses, lots of reasons. Well, you know, one of the things that I become aware of is that when I've got my problem, I'm generally not in a frame of mind to hear about your problems. Now, you probably have done that, too. Somebody comes up to you with a problem, and you say, well, you know, I'm having a hard enough time handling my own. Well, if I'm having a hard enough time handling water coming down through the roof, then, you know, the fact that their insurance adjusters are having difficulties or the fact that, you know, there are six or seven other hundred roofs in Galveston that had damage from Hurricane Jerry or, you know, on and on and on, that's really not going to soothe my particular situation. My situation is how do we get the roof fixed? I can focus on that is still the problem. I can be very aggressive. I can verbalize. I can get angry. I can pound the table. I can yell. I can go into all kinds of fits. I can start rumor campaigns. I can start telling people don't live at XYZ apartments or whatever. 
But see, I have the choice. I can take something and make it into something very humorous. And I have had some good laughs about being able to share with people in other parts of the country who can't believe that a an apartment is allowed or even has the type of management that would let something be leaking six months after a hurricane has passed. That is just absolutely something. And so you say, am I going to be angry? Am I going to sit here and get my stomach tight? Am I going to increase my blood pressure? Or am I going to take it and probably make it humorous? Am I going to continue to be assertive? Am I going to clarify my expectations to management? So those are some of the ways in which I have decided to handle it. I have not decided to, you know, do things that sabotage a particular apartment. I've decided that it's not a personal issue, which is I'm not going to personalize it. My attitude is not to try and force blame on someone. My attitude is how can we focus on solving the problem? That doesn't mean I don't feel agitated. I don't feel betrayed. That's not true. That I still have those kinds of feelings. But how do I decide to set with my expectations? Well, my expectations are that generally most people will go on the defensive when attacked. That generally does not lead to solving problems. I've noticed that when nations spend their time attacking one another, very seldom do they have the incentive or they uh, seem to have the atmosphere for resolving problems. So once again, where is my attitude? My attitude is it toward making myself feel good by maybe hurting someone else? Or is it to try and resolve the problem? And if I were talking to me, I would be asking myself these questions. What is the primary purpose of your living in this apartment? Why are you still staying? What are you trying to accomplish as you interact with management? What are the expectations that you are conveying to them? Do you feel as though you're being taken advantage of? How does that compare or contrast with your image of yourself? These would be questions that I might be asking myself. Now, I can sit and I continue to worry about the damage to belongings. I can worry about, for example, the manager gets fired. I can say, well, you know, that was his or her fault. They fired him, so now we got somebody to blame, and now we can move on. It seems so characteristic, I guess, that we oftentimes need to find someone to blame rather than just saying, you know, it happened. Now, we can blame Hurricane Jerry because, after all, the hurricane was the one that started this whole process. I believe that as we take and process each of these decisions in our life, we set and determine the attitude and the expectation, and we define what in the world we are going to see in ourselves. Now, I like to be liked, for example. Now, that's just one of the characteristics of our culture. You like to be liked, I like to be liked. So if I go and practice being a nag or I practice being assertive, now that may be a different point of view than if I go in and I'm determined to create a scene. I'm determined to ventilate my anger and my hostility. But once again, how do I tend to see myself? My goodness, I could have a first-class case of the miseries. But I believe that, you know, life is far too short to be creating my miseries. I have as a goal 
that I will try to select the attitudes, expectations in myself and in others that tend to produce positives. Do people let me down? Sure they do. But I believe that you and I have the choice to look for the positives in people and also to put it in perspective. You know, I have a lousy roof, but I still can see. I still can walk. I still basically have my health. The car still runs, and I still get to go on a cruise now and then. I get to be here with you on Thursday nights and talk here on KGBC. That is my choice to focus on the things that I do have. And I'm aware of the fact that I don't have a repaired roof, a roof that definitely keeps the rain out. And I do have a kind of a water garden on my stairwell frequently when the next monsoon happens to hit. But I have the choice. I could be miserable or I can decide to take that as a segment of my life and put it into the larger context. I still have people who like me. I have people who care about me. I have people who love me. I have interesting work to do. I get a chance to do a lot of positive things. Life is so short that we don't want it to be ruined or put out of context by focusing on one hurt, one pain, and one particular suffering. When we talk about attitudes, this is an example. I could be miserable. You can be miserable. I can be happy or you can be happy. You and I get the same basic choices. I hope this has helped as we've talked with some practical examples. And as I say, as you make the decisions in the coming days, I hope that will be beneficial too. I do want to thank you very much for joining me here on KGBC AM 1540. This is Friendship Radio for Galveston County. I hope that this program and all the programs that we have here on Thursday night provide a valuable resource as you write your life novel. That is my earnest desire that this be a program that does meet your needs. And I hope you'll join me again on Friendship Radio. Good night. <laughs>